Hey everyone, I'm Justin Fiedler and this is Dirt Tracker Conversations. After a season that wasn't up to his standards, open wheel racer and USAC competitor Kevin Thomas Jr. is ready to put it behind him and get after it in 2021. He's got a busy season of racing planned, including the completed Tulsa Shootout and the Chili Bowl this week. He joins the show this time to talk about his solid runs at the Tulsa Shootout, his expectations for the impending Chili Bowl Nationals, what changes are coming for this season with his USAC team, and much more. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kevin Thomas Jr. I guess, Kevin, we'll start with uh, most recent events, Tulsa Shootout. Uh, you ran a couple of different categories there, but uh, give me an idea about how the uh, couple of days in Tulsa went for you. Uh, it was actually very exciting and fun. Uh, you know, John Farrell, you know, gave us great race cars. You know, I drove, you know, with him in the 51T, which uh, was a lot of fun. You know, Gary Taylor, you know, had a lot of experience there with those the same guy in the same car. So it's, uh, they helped me out quite a bit. And, you know, we got rolling, uh, you know, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup with a, a wing slider during the feature, but, uh, all in all, you know, it was a, it was a really good week. They got fast race cars and, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit actually. As somebody who's obviously had a ton of experience at Chili Bowl and, and running Tulsa Shootout, what are things that are different about those events? Like, I mean, obviously besides the cars themselves, but what are the kind of major differences from those two weeks? Um, the way you, it's a little, I don't know, it, my week went well, so it's, it's hard for me to really say, but, um, it seems a little bit more forgiving. Um, not that the competition's any less or, or whatnot. It just seems a little bit more spread out. Um, you know, you got your, your 30 really fast guys and, you know, but you also got, you know, whatever it is, 500 heat races or some crap like that. So it's, uh, it's a little bit more spread out um, so that it makes heat races a little easier. You can, you can kind of control your own destiny um, a little bit more calculated than it is the chili bowl. Um, but other than that, it's real intense racing and there's a lot of, lot of good guys and a lot of guys that, you know, don't necessarily have a big name or, you know, that's not Christopher Bell or whoever else, you know, there's their Brian Carver's of the group. There's your Alex Brights. There's people that'll, that'll get after you in a hurry, uh, kind of sometimes more than the bigger name guys, uh, they'll sneak up on you. So, um, it's a little tougher in some aspects and in some aspects it's not. So it's, it's just different. Uh, it's hard to really pinpoint it, but, um, you know, it's intense racing and, uh, there's a lot of good people there. And if you, you're not pretty spot on with a good race car, um, <clears throat> it could be a long week. How different is it? You, you ran a non-wing category and a wing category. How different is it having the wings on it? You know, it would seem like maybe it wouldn't be a huge deal on such a small racetrack, but does it really make a big difference? It does. Uh, more than what I anticipated. Uh, you know, I figured, you know, we're not really going that fast or, or whatever it is, a big racetrack. And uh, you can actually feel the wing. Um, you could feel dirty air just a little bit. It's not awful. You know, it's not not like a big car, um, but you can feel it. You run in right behind somebody bumper to bumper, you get tight. And, um, you know, with the non-wing deal, it's just tough because there's no power too. you know, there's, <laughs> you really got to be spot on with your line whenever you're running the cushion, the, the bottom's a little more forgiving, um, than say like a midget, you know, you miss your line in a midget and the next thing you know, you're, you know, getting passed on both sides, you know, you can kind of get back down to the bottom if you miss by half a car length or something. So uh, there's a few little things that are harder and a few things that are a little easier. Um, 
they're a little more forgiving around the bottom. But man, whenever you get you go from non-wing to wing, um, you can feel it. Uh, it. It surprised me quite a bit, honestly. And uh, you know, I think I think that teaches people a lot of things, a lot of good things from from micros that are coming up to midgets or jumping into wing sprint cars. I, I actually think it teaches uh, some pretty good habits. When you kind of compare, I mean, at, at the very least, the non-wing stuff versus a midget, is the biggest difference the fact that you just have way more power in a midget, or are there other things that are that are kind of different between the two types of cars? There's quite a bit of difference. Uh, you, they obviously virtually look the same, you know, just one's bigger than the next, uh, but you drive them way different. You know, with a, a midget, say, that size track, you drive a lot with the right rear, you drive it with it out, and uh, there, you, like, you run pretty straight, uh, you know, but it's also like running a, a midget on a, a quarter mile racetrack. You know, I feel like those are pretty similar. Um, so I guess, man, it's really hard to say, but, uh, I got myself in trouble quite a bit with the, the non-wing car, uh, just because I did want to run it sideways. And, um, that's just, I wasn't making any speed. I really had to straighten my entries up. I had to, you know, drive a little bit more at the right front and, um, you know, and which helped me a little bit in the wing car too. You know, it's, you drive the non-wing car in the wing car kind of similar, you know, there's a few different little things, but it's not as drastic as, as big cars, you know, a non-wing sprint car, you drive right rear first and a wing sprint car, you drive right front first and, and try to keep it as straight as you can. But both of them in the micro, you keep them pretty straight and, uh, just try to keep your momentum up. You know, you got probably 135 horsepower or something like that. I'm not super familiar with them, but uh, I mean, that's what you're working with. So we're used to, you know, 400 or 800 and uh, it's just a little bit different, but I, I really enjoyed them. When we kind of look at this next week, you mentioned Brian Carber in there, and I'm, I'm curious what you think, you know, somebody that's had success at that level and, you know, he grabbed two drillers at Tulsa at the shootout, you know, now that he's going to Chili Bowl, really kind of his first opportunity, even in a midget, how big is that transition going to be for him? Is it like, is it going to be like, he's going to have a chance or is it like, he's really going to be trying to find his feet all week? Well, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, say anything about anybody's talent. Um, about what they're capable of or what they're not but from my personal experience things happen a lot faster in a midget there um things happen quick and and that's i think that's going to be the biggest thing you know going from a midget to a micro there everything kind of <coughs> kind of felt slow and it made it easier to transition now I'd, i don't know how much experience he has i, I know I know Brian, but I don't know him super well, but, um, he's a talented race car driver, obviously, you know, the people that he beat, you know, they're no slouches. So I think, um, he'll have a just as good of a shot as anybody else. He'll be with Keith Coons and, uh, you know, Keith is a, a good mentor for, for young people. And, and Brian's not that young, but he's, you know, young in racing age with a midget. So I think he'll do all right, honestly. It'll be Chili Bowl week when, when most people hear this. And I'm, I'm you know, super interested in, in your situation this year, obviously joining Matt Wood and, and, you know, what a hellacious lineup of drivers that, you know, that he's put together, including yourself. But, you know, what are you looking forward to next week? And, and you know, what are really the strengths going to be of that Matt Wood team? They, the thing I'm most excited about, and, and honestly, you know, 
between now me and the rest of the people watching, you know, I struggle at Chili Bowl quite a bit, I feel like. Uh, and I, I really don't know the reasoning why. Because um, I like midgets. I like small tracks whenever it comes to racing them. Um, their stuff rolls around really well. And it's – I don't know if I psych myself out before I get to uh, Chili Bowl, but this year I feel not too overconfident, but I feel very confident about uh, getting good results. And um, I'm, I'm amped about it. They, they're very prepared. You know, there's, there's no uh, scrambling around um, on a, what would be an easy night. You know, some teams, they – you know, very dysfunctional and, you know, can't manage to make an easy night easy. You know, they make an easy night hard. So those guys are very prepared. You know, Dustin, Shane, uh, they work really hard. You know, Ryan Bernal has been sending me pictures from inside the shop here just a few hours ago. So uh, everything's really rolling well. They're very well prepared and and intelligent on top of that. So I, I think those things are some, along with the drivers they have, that's, that's a pretty – you know, potent combination, I think. You, you mentioned not having super great results in, inside the, the expo. You've had some good results. And, I, you know, what is your kind of mental approach to that week? Do you look at it like every other race? I feel like there's so much buildup for, you know, these couple of days. Um, you know, do you try to take it like other races or you, do you try to take it in a different way? Well, it depends on what year. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it, there's, there's been times when I completely psych myself out. There's times whenever I try to just – not think about it, not care, you know, and I haven't really found the best, you know, mental state to handle that race. And, and I'll be honest, I'm the, one of the biggest head cases I know whenever it comes to, to racing in general, you know, if, if I turn it on and, and everything clicks, I feel like I could be pretty competitive. And there's times when I'm a, a, a mental sack and, you know, I just never know what I'm going to get with myself, but um, I've really been trying to work on that, honestly, on the mental side of things, uh, the physical side. And I think, you know, patting myself on the back, I think the talent's there. I just got to get what's in between my ears. Correct. And, um, that's usually my biggest flaw whenever it comes to this race. And, um, I have a little bit different aspect on things these days after the atrocious year that I had last year in a sprint car and midget, everything. Hell, I could have drove a golf cart and sucked in it last year. So it's, um, I have a little bit of different aspect or way of looking at things now. And I, you know, even starting at the shootout, you know, it's, I could have went there and, you know, never drove one and just, you know, wrote myself off. But, um, I just try to look at things a little bit differently, take them as they go. And, uh, I think it's helped me, helped me out a lot. If we were to talk to you, you know, following the Chili Bowl, what, you know, if you could, you know, kind of look forward, look back right now, what do you think will be a successful week at the Chili Bowl for you? You know, everybody says they want to win. You know, you got to have things go right and you got to have things go your way. Um, I'm not super outstanding in a midget all the time, um, but I would like to honestly win. You know, it's like – that's a big feat. That's a big luck game. That's a big whatever. But, um, you know, in my eyes, a top five on, on Saturday is I don't really want to come short of that. Uh, you know, I, that's hard to do. You know, there's a lot of people that are showing up with the same, the same mindset too. So, uh, it's just got to see the way things go. Uh, you got to make things happen too. You know, you put yourself in a bad spot, you better know how to dig yourself out. So I think whenever, we get to the racetrack, you know, practice night, 
you know, see how that goes, you know, get a feel for the race car. And, you know, if you're feeling good, go for it. You know, there's things you got to work on. Uh, I think we're going to have the crew and the intelligence and, and all the equipment necessary to, to be able to make the changes as well. You know, they usually run good with every single driver they have, whether it's Mitchell Moles that doesn't have a lot of midget experience or, you know, half-ass retired Ryan Bernal that uh, goes out there and almost wins his prelim night. So it's like they, they, have, they have cool things that happen throughout the nights. And, uh, you know, I just want to be a part of it and hopefully come away with a really good finish. And, you know, next Sunday, I, I fully wouldn't be really happy with anything less than fifth or less. You mentioned 2020 there, and, and and I know it wasn't a season that you are uh, particularly proud of. And you, you know, you did get a couple of wins on the year, but but you know, weren't really in it for the USAC championship. And and uh, I, I'm curious, as you look back, are there things that you can point to and say things went wrong here, or I should have done this better? You know, do you have those couple of things in your mind that that you point to? My brain, my brain is a lot of it. Uh, you know, I psych myself out quite a bit, which is not the best thing it's not the best thing for a driver either you know but you know you talk about it in many other sports you get uh, the mental aspect of of the game to <clears throat> propel yourself into success and you know you know 16 17 18 I had the mental game of of what I needed to make results and it also had the crew members I had the cars and I had kind of everything going right and uh, you know Really, 2019 wasn't that great either. 2020 was atrocious. And now I've had to sit back over a long off season and kind of reevaluate my whole life and the way I'm going to do things, whether it's personally or in the racing. I have to prepare myself better mentally. I feel like I'm physically fit with the best of them, but that's not always going to get it to where you need it to go. So. Um, my biggest thing on looking back is, uh, I, I just really screwed with my head whenever it come, I mean, it could come down to a shock, a chassis. I thought everything was wrong. And at the end of the day, the majority of it was me and it takes a lot out of myself. I'm pretty prideful most days. And it took a lot for me to be like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with anything that we have. It's all just between my ears. So I've uh, worked on that quite a bit. And I think, I think we're going to see some results. And I, I actually did personally, I saw some results there at the shootout. It's just the way I reacted to things, the way I handled things. Uh, it was a, it was a different me that I've actually never even seen before. You've had both situations where you owned your own stuff and, and you've raced for other people. Do you prefer one way or the other? I mean, I know it's a completely different set of challenges one way or the other, but do you like one way versus the other? Well, that, that's another thing. It depends on what day, too. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I love having the control of owning my own team, yes. Uh, you know, forming crew members into, you know, or, or forming a crew into what you like. You know, I try to get people where they get along because there's a lot of nights together. It's a lot of hotel rooms with people who snore and just, it's just the way it goes. That's, that's life. And uh, I like that part of it. I, you know, obviously I like my own number. I like being able to have the sponsors I like down to what the cars look like. Uh, I, I'm really picky about that. And, 
Um, I, I enjoy um, being a being a part of my own own deal. You know, obviously my parents, Dr. Pepper, McDonald's. There's a lot of personal things in there that that I really love. But um, then there's days where I wake up and I I'm just like, man, I sometimes I wish I just had to show up on Friday and drive the race car. And uh, but you know, the older you get, the more responsibility comes and uh, you just got to deal with it and, and don't be a little baby about it. And I think that's, uh, that's my biggest, my biggest flaw is I, I'm an impatient person and I'm also, uh, you know, I like things very tidy, very, so I get cranky easy, but once again, I'm trying to work on some of those things, my temper, uh, just trying to be a better, not only race car driver, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a boss of three people and uh, you're trying to be better at those things and, and not necessarily be the normal me with the amount of success that you've had in your career all the USAC wins and and you know almost won in a championship a couple of years ago when you have rough nights when you have a rough season is it encouraging to know that you can do it because you've done it before or does it make it that much more difficult because you're like man like why can't I get back there like which way do you kind of fall on that both 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 there's 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 days whenever I'm just like okay you know it's Friday morning we're going to race here. I, I still got it. I just got to do it. And then there's, you know, then, then there's Saturday morning when you didn't do it and you're like, Jesus Christ, like, I don't, can I do this anymore? It is, am I washed up at 30 years old or 29 years old? I'm like, no, I'm not. You just got to get all those pieces back into play. You know, it's a big puzzle. And then, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. And there's sometimes when you get success right off the bat and, and you're just like, man, I'm doing everything right. And, and sometimes you're not, you know, and eventually those things that you're doing wrong will catch up to you. And I think that's a lot of what I had, you know, I, when we started the nine K back in 2017 again and uh, everything, man, it just started going right. You know, we were winning races right off the bat. It didn't matter who was in the race. It didn't matter who was working on it. Things were just going right, going right. And, you know, we added Davy Jones midway through 17 and, and, uh, you know, we parted ways at the middle of 18 and I was still winning races after that. And it almost got to the point where I was like, well, I don't need anybody. I can do it all myself. That's a big old no, no. And, uh, that, and it obviously me being hard headed, it took me about a year, year and a half to realize like, Hey, I'm, I'm not what I thought I was. And, and majority of people aren't, you know, you need that help. You need that person that's going to pat you on the back and I I had a bunch of momentum that that rolled into you know probably another four or five months of of success that I just thought man I, I can't be beat then I I did get beat you know I lost the championship and and then 2019 wasn't great 2020 was awful and I was like holy crap I really got to reevaluate the way I look at things and uh you know, midway through 2020 is when I started trying to reassemble things for when I tried to reassemble things for 2021, you know, I knew 2020 was a write-off, you know, that was, was what it was. But, um, I said, I just sat down. It was probably, you know, August of 2020. I was like, you know, we're not going to be able to do this again. You know, you can't have three bad years in a row because, then you have to retire. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So it's, uh, you, you can't do it again and you gotta, you gotta get back on the horse. And, uh, I think that's what we're trying to do here. 
Do you get to a point in a season like 2020 where you're like, okay, we're not going to win the championship. We're struggling to win races. Like, let's turn this into a science experiment and just see what we can find. Like, you know, did, did you try crazy setups? Do you try, you know, what, what can you do? And, and, and can you, do you get to that point when you have a season like that? Uh, yes. Yes, you can. Um, you know, I felt like the Philadelphia Eagles the other day. You know, I was, I was putting in backup quarterbacks for no reason. I was just – I was doing whatever I had to do. And we tried quite a few things, you know. And we actually did hit on a few things there at the end of the season. We weren't completely awful, you know, with the help of Jason McDougal, who's um, – he's a smart little dude. And he's very young. You know, I think he's only 23. But he's got quite a bit of intelligence that goes along with him. Um, and he tried some things, and he made me feel better. I think it helped because he was a – you know, he drove race cars forever. And, uh, you know, he tried some things that, that he would do and kind of just told me to shut up. And and with a little bit of help, I had to encourage him to tell me to shut up because he's, he's not very confrontational, and Lord knows I am. And – I told him, I said, dude, you just got to just tell me. And, and he, he actually did. And uh, we actually we, we ran really well there at the end of the year. We didn't get as many wins as what we thought we were going to get. But that's just trials and tribulations. I, I just think that a uh, few things could have gone a couple different ways, and we would have and may not even have this conversation. But we, uh, we didn't. And, but we did learn some things, and we threw a bunch of crap at it. And, um, it was, it was fun, but it was also – it was wild to see what you could get away with too at the end. When you're driving, obviously, you know, owning your own car and driving, you know, sometimes you have the owner hat on, sometimes you have the driver hat on. Are you able to, when you get in the car, forget the fact that, like, if I wad this thing up right now, I got to pay for all of this stuff and just go drive? Or is that, is that voice kind of always, like, in the back of your mind? Well, a little, both. Um there's been times when I can shut it off and there's times whenever I don't shut it off. Um, sorry about that. No, you're good. There's <clears throat> whenever I do shut it off, we get a lot of good results. Um, whenever I don't shut it off, we struggle a little bit, maybe not as aggressive. And I'm, I'm not saying miss shows. I'm saying run sixth or seventh instead of taking that car and run second with it. Um, but which, like I said earlier, you know, that comes down to me. And uh, if I don't give my guy, if they give me a hundred percent and I'm out there and I don't give them a hundred percent. I don't feel like that's fair. So that's uh, just because I'm scared of tearing something up. Um, you know, that, that should, that's my job is to take care of equipment, but also go try to win the race. And, um, you know, running, running seventh ain't going to do anything except make you look bad. So I, that's something I had to work on myself. Uh, and it all comes down to funds too. You know, you really got to work hard on, on your sponsors and making sure everything is uh, set in place for you to, to destroy some stuff. And uh, once you get kind of those things in line, which I think we do this year, um, your whole life changes. We've seen some guys, you know, Tyler Courtney this year is, is going to transition to being a full-time all-star driver. You've had some time in winged cars in your career as well. Do you prefer one or the other? You know, does it, are we going to see more non-wing guys go to wing? Like, you know, what are your kind of thoughts about that situation? My honest thoughts are, I, we all jump to, oh, let's go race wing cars because they're going to make us more money. You know, the older we get, the closer we get to, 
you know, you know, financial stability, the, the more we want that, the more we want to jump to wing cars. But I also see that USAC's working quite hard to add more races to the schedule, bump up the purses. They, they're doing a really good job at that. And, and it kind of contradicts myself. I'm the first person to get impatient, but I'm also trying to be very patient with this scenario because I think it's going in a really good spot. I, I think it's going to go places. Um, not as quick as what we want, but, you know, we all want it to pay 15 grand every night, but you got to work at those things. And, uh, you know, I think USAC's doing a really good job of, of stepping up their program, you know, Levi Spridge, all those guys over there, Kevin Miller that, uh, you know, a lot of people get frustrated with Kevin. Um, but a lot of people don't understand his role either. And I was, I was one of them. You know, I'm the first person to kind of badmouth somebody whenever I'm not getting my way. But you also, the older I get, the more I kind of take into account, like, what they're trying to do. And then once you finally grow up a little bit and realize those things, you're just like, okay, they actually are kind of, you know, trying to take this into the right direction. And it's a been a slow process. But if you really think about it, the amount of turnaround time that they – started working on this with Levi and Spridge and then uh, it's been actually a quick turnaround process. So uh, as a driver, I get impatient, but as a team owner, I actually see where it's going and I'm quite impressed with it, honestly. As you kind of get ready here now for 2021, you know, we've got the Chili Bowl coming up and then, you know, it won't be too long after that, that you guys will be down in Florida. What are you looking forward to this year? You know, what, what changes do you think you're, you're excited about? Uh, you know, what tracks are you looking forward to get to, you know, just what, you know, what's your kind of overall feeling about 2021? Well, 2020, I oh God, I hope it's better than the last year, but it's, <laughs> it's, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things, you know, there's the, the sprint car side that, you know, I enjoy going to Pennsylvania and we actually run really, really well out there. So, um, you know, being able to go there twice, hit more than, you know, just your standard four or five tracks and cram it all in, in a week. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go there a couple of times. You know, I always liked Florida, um, just to just get the year started. You know, we always have a little bit of dead time and, uh, you know, March, which is standing. It's, cold as balls here so you can't really race um but we're gonna it's gonna be an interesting season it's a little different you know i'm not gonna lie but uh you know like i said earlier i'm excited for a little bit more pay i'm excited for uh the midget schedule you know whenever i run those is going to be a little bit more too you know you're going to be able to have those things and um, you know, the silver crown side, I see they're doing a lot of cool things there. Hopefully we can get that worked out, but, um, you know, just the whole season in general and, and hope to Christ that it, we don't have to deal with all the pandemic and, and all this nonsense again, that makes it not only makes people angry, but it, you know, it makes it hard on people too. You know, the racers are, we have the easy part. We, we just show up whenever they tell us to show up, but it's the people behind the scenes. It's the sanctioning bodies, not only USAC outlaws up to Nat. Like it's just, it's a pain in the butt for everybody. And uh, I just don't want to see racing take a hit, you know, say like, you know, an NFL or an NBA, we, we can't do it with no fans forever. You know, we can't put TVs in the stands and have a bunch of people sitting on the couch watching. We got to put butts in the seats. And um, I, that's what I am looking forward to is, is hopefully that, uh, 
that turns around. We get to see fans again. We get to uh, enjoy the racing again and uh, race a lot. You know, I, I think it's going to be a good year if, if everything can go right. Uh, but that's on that side. And then on the performance side, you know, I got Davy Jones back with me. I got Jason back with me and AJ, you know, so it's, um, I got a good little team. I got good sponsors and, uh, you know, from cars, to engines, the shocks, you know, they, everything's kind of lining about like it was in 2017. So, um, you know, I got pretty much my crew back and I'm excited for it. When you start looking at your schedule, you know, obviously, you know, full USAC schedule, um, you know, what else do you think you're going to end up doing? Are you going to run, you know, local shows at Kokomo? You know, you won an MSCS race this year. Like what else is, uh, is out there for you to go do this year? My, my, some of my biggest flaws is I never put out a schedule. Um, you know, I just, I'll, I'll go run on a, on a Thursday, you know, at Fairbury, Illinois, just cause. And, uh, so I don't really, I don't have a whole lot of lot of stuff to uh, throw in there, you know, with the schedule the way it is. I mean, the USAC schedule, if you run all three, is 105 nights or something. Um, so that's not a lot of time to go do a whole lot of anything else. But, uh, you know, I love running my MSCS races, I, and I really like my local shows. You know, they're, they're a lot of fun. You can learn a lot, too. There's, there's, there's times when you can try stuff and, you know, still maybe win or run second and it may not have had the greatest car but you still basically got paid to go test and uh, those are things that i i i am excited for and uh the local scene around indiana is very stout so you, you do learn some things um but man just just a full schedule of racing was is honestly you know music to your ears just being able to hear that we're going to actually go race and we're going to start in florida and um just getting the season started, chili bowls happening. Everybody did a great job uh, wearing their mask as much as I hate them. You know, it's, everybody did a great job at the shootout, you know, pretty much saved America there. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a good year. There's still going to be our guidelines that we may have to go by, but I'm excited just to, to get back and just get to racing. Yeah, definitely. Well, on that note, I will let you go. I certainly appreciate the time today and, and good luck at chili bowl and good luck with the season. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks again to KTJ for taking the time to talk with us, and I appreciate him getting deep about what was a difficult season. I don't think many would doubt his talent behind the wheel, but it just shows you how difficult it is to stay fast and competitive with a tough series like the USAC Sprint Cars. You can find the Dirt Tracker podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. You can also watch the shows on YouTube. For more cool dirt racing stuff, visit dirttracker.com and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.